everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Drain podcast for Grain Week 41, where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada, and I'm joined, as always, by Mil Proye of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. Good to see you today, Milt. Hi, Greg. How are you? Pretty good. So uh almost as good as performance i'd say that we saw in week 41 uh what are we seeing here is low demand and good weather is that what's driving some of this yeah it's uh the story is is looking very much the same week after week after week which is a good thing when the performance is good not so good obviously when performance is not good which we saw lots of during the current rain year but yep, again, in week 41, uh, CN and CP, both very good, steady, you know, CN at 95%, CP at 100%. Um, that puts CN above the 90% uh, order fulfillment threshold for six straight weeks. For CP, it's eight straight weeks. And for CP, it's 10 out of the last 11 weeks. So really exceptional performance. But, you know, as... As you say, there are factors, external factors, uh, weather and demand, that certainly come into play, and they are in play again at this time of year for both railways. Yeah, and it's something for sure. I think we'd like to see uh, this throughout the year, right? And and you don't really like to see performance like this only appear when when weather and demand are low, going down, because as a sector, we obviously want to grow. Uh, so while it's nice to see... Um, Certainly would like to see it happen uh, throughout the year. From a provincial standpoint, uh, anything of note uh, in week 41? Well, as you would expect, um, good again across the board this week, you know, uh, consistent with what we're seeing at a system level. So that's not unusual. We would expect the performance within the provinces to be good. Um, one point to note, I would say, is uh, if you recall in week 40, uh, Manitoba shippers had a bit of a struggle with uh, CN performance. I think they were 71% that week, which was all driven by uh, some struggles that CN seemed to have in supplying cars for the Thunder Bay corridor. Performance turned around quite significantly um, in week 41, uh, 98% for CN for Manitoba shippers. And interestingly enough, um, all the orders were again, largely for Thunder Bay. CN just figured out how to service it better this time. So that was the most significant change. Um, everything else was pretty much straight across the board for the different uh, provinces week over week. Okay, it's nice to see that consistency for each province. Um, so let's unpack a little bit about the demand and you know how that looks uh, com- comparatively. Um, it's obviously continuing to, f- continuing to fall um, can you just give us a good bit of a sense of how uh, abnormal uh, it is right now or whether it's just, this is what we should usually expect uh, this time of year? Well, as, as we alluded to earlier, you know, the improvement in performance, uh, there's a bunch of things that come into play there. Um, I guess you could say at a high level, the railways have, have gotten their act together. But what's really contributing, I think, to the improvement is, is the weather. Uh, you know, once winter is by us and spring is here, um, that's always a positive contributor to performance for the rail industry. And the other factor, the most significant other factor is declining demand. And this is not an unusual pattern. Like last year, if you recall, when demand did not dip into the spring and through the summer, that's what was unusual when you compared that to, you know, 
normal, quote unquote, uh, grain years. So the dip in demand that we're seeing this year is actually reverting back to what I would call the historical norm. And last year, 2019-20 grain year was really the abnormality. So when we look inside the demand, um, we're seeing a little bit different story between CN and CP. I mean, the demand is starting to tail off for both of them for sure. The difference being that CNs has dropped off quite considerably, quite quickly. Um, CPs is starting to bend down, but not nearly as fast as what we've seen with CN. And just to put that in context for you, um, when we look at weeks 40 to 43, so the last four weeks, we're currently in 43. So the prior three weeks and this week, CN's uh, total demand system-wide um, has fallen below 3000 cars in each of those weeks, has averaged 2,400 cars a week. And um, in week 43, uh, which is the week that we're in, that demand has actually fallen below 2000 orders, which is really, quite low. Um, now, when we look at CP, you know, it's starting to trend in the same direction, but not nearly as severely or as quickly. I mean, CP in that same time period, still averaging about 4,700 cars a week, so almost double, if you will, what CN is doing. So while the pattern may repeat itself, there's a definite difference in, you know, the level of absolute demand, if you will, between the two railways. Right now, um, most of the decline that we're seeing is West Coast driven, um, that of course being Vancouver and Prince Rupert. And Thunder Bay is actually, you know, the corridor that is kind of propping up system demand right now. Um, demand of Thunder Bay is still hanging around the 1,800 to 2,000 cars a week. Um, I think a little bit lower in, in week 43, but not dramatically. And that's actually quite close to what they were doing last year. Um, and if you recall, they had a very good year last year. The question is, of course, will the demand to Thunder Bay hold through the summer? And we won't know that until, you know, we know it. Um, for CN, um, a, a big issue is Prince Rupert. Um, when we look at this most recent four-week period, CN on average per week is confirming about 250 orders a week. And, you know, that's a little misleading because that 250 factors in, you know, something like 600 four weeks ago, and then it's gone steadily downhill for the last three weeks. To give you some context on that, when we look at the same period last year and the year before that, the comparable number was 1,200 orders a week. So the decline in demand to Prince Rupert, which is, as best we know, driven by just grain supply on the prairies, has really dropped dramatically uh, relative to historical norms. Yeah, that's a that's an incredible decline, and and uh, definitely something to keep an eye on as far as uh, Prince Rupert, because that's um, you know I, I you'd imagine it would be it would be difficult for a for the terminal there to sort of manage that uh, going forward, but um, I guess we'll see. Um, well, thanks a lot, Milt. Appreciate uh, the rundown on week forty one. Um, and for those of you who would like to see the reports, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com and we'll talk to you all next week. Bye.